being an expert on general automotive knowledge, what would the correct ignition timing be on a 1955 Bel Air Chevrolet with a 327 cubic inch engine and a full barrel carburetor? It is a trick question. Watch this. Because Chevy didn't make a 327 in 55. The 327 didn't come out till 62. And it wasn't offered in the Bel Air with a four barrel carb till 64. However, in 1964, the correct ignition timing will be four degrees before top dead center. Get ready for another hour of Drive Radio, brought to you by Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. Got a question for the experts? Then give them a call, 303-477-5600. Now it's time to pop the hood and get our hands dirty. Drive Radio on KLZ 560 The Source. All right, Drive Radio KLZ 560. Myself, Ken Rackley, Tech Automotive with us today. Troy from Novus Auto Glass up in Cheyenne with us as well. We're going to talk some clear bra and window tinting today as well. Somebody did send in a text message about a product that they mistakenly bought. They admitted it. It's a. It was on Facebook, but I just found it on uh, Amazon as well. It's an Eco OBD OBD2 Economy Fuel Saving Tuning Box Chip. Yeah, and I'm, you know, and it's one of those things that don't waste your money, folks. I, I, it's it's five bucks, so it's. But don't waste your money. Uh, right. It, it, it's, it's not going to do anything to change help. anything. No, it is right. not going to change exactly. anything. It, if, it, it, in my opinion, I would be shocked if there's even anything inside of this unit itself. If you took it apart, LED, yeah, other, other than, than a light that yeah, comes on, maybe flashes, maybe. I yeah, it knows. says there's a fifteen fifteen percent fuel savings. Um, no, there's well, not. You know, people talk about fuel savings and stuff and, and just being in the business and stuff. So a car can run leaner, so you get better fuel economy, but the price on other emissions goes sky high. Good point. So they're they're engineered to run at the optimal of the lowest emission levels on all three spectrums that they're actually testing for nowadays. So it's it's one of those things that... Yes, you can get a better fuel economy, but you're well, just like like we were talking about with the Bosch and the diesels and, mm-hmm. and everything like that. They, yeah, they just don't run the right numbers and and make the emissions go way higher. In this other thing areas. supposedly will recognize your vehicle, your driving habits after around 150 miles, and adjust itself to match your car perfectly. Uh, BS. <laughs> By that time, you can't return it. <laughs> yeah, it there, there's no such thing. Don't waste your money. For, right. I, don't, I know it's five bucks. I don't care if it's fifty bucks. Five right, bucks. Exactly. I don't care if it's fifty cents. Don't yeah. waste your money. Right. Exactly. Don't waste your money. Don't yeah. waste your time. Not going to help anything. So get a, get a can of forty-four K every six months, and you're going to be at your optimal. You that bought it, tell us how it works. But my gut feeling is, it yeah, will do literally nothing. Lines right. open three zero three four seven seven fifty six hundred. Randy and Lyman, you're up, sir. Hey, I want to start off with a Merry Christmas. And Merry you Christmas to you, too. I'll be there. Thank you. And uh, I had two things. I'll save the question of the day for last because I like that one better. Uh, but anyway, I kept talking to you about a vacuum leak and all. I didn't go to extreme. I'm a Napa person, but he's, you know, 60, 70 miles. I knew they were busy. I knew they couldn't get me in right away. But uh, I did find a guy out here in Hugo where probably about only about 100 people live. So <laughs> he was able to get me right in. <laughs> but he put the smoker on it. And it ended up being that little hard line that comes off of the, on the 99 Jeep Cherokee, that ball that's under the uh, bumper, 
Mm-hmm. That's that. It, he, it was in that hard line. It came from that ball from the bumper up to where the cruise control is. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. Closer that, to the cruise control, but vac- it's that hard, brittle line. Vacuum put reservoir. A smoker mm-hmm. on it. Wouldn't shock me. And he showed me. Yeah. Yeah, he, he showed me everything with that smoker. It was kind of cool. He thought we had multiple leaks, but after, you know, the, the smoke cleared, we seen it was one spot. Mm-hmm. Anyway, as far as that glass goes, this one isn't the ugliest because you nailed it with that pacer. I mean, that, that's <laughs> Boston Space. That's the Chariot. It's both of them together. Yeah. Right. Uh, so I'm going to I'm gonna flip you backwards and go to the coolest, which I think is. Okay. And it'd be like a 64 to 65. They call it a Corvette, but when it comes into that body style, I call it a Stingray. Yeah. But it's got it's got... Yeah. Some of them have one. Some of them have the double pieces of glass in the 63s back. 63s were split windows. Split windows. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah, three, four, five, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever in there. Mm-hmm. That, that's just a cool looking. I mean, that, that that's just got the look. And by the way, how come they're calling that a Corvette when that's a whole different body style? Shouldn't it be? The, wasn't that the Stingray? Or am I off? I mean, or is it a Corvette Stingray? Yes, that's it. Yeah, yes. Corvette Stingray. There you yeah. go. Yes. Yeah. So it's just. Oh, the, sorry, yeah, I wasn't following that, that. But yeah, yeah. yes, it, it's yeah. a, it's a Stingray. Yes, correct. Yeah, that that body. I mean, I look at that body. Stingrays, roadsters, and so on. Yes, correct. It's a stingray. But anyway, yeah, that one's cool. But I I can't answer the other because you nailed it with that with that pacer. That's anyway. But yeah, okay. Well, you guys have a great Christmas, and uh, always love to listen to you, man. You're very intelligent. Thank you very much. We appreciate you. for for your you listening and calling in, Randy. We really do. Merry Christmas to you as well. Uh, Jersey Joe, up next. What's going on, sir? John. Uh- you told me that it would, but I'm not sure I understand what. Why does uh, cold air drop the gas mileage? Uh, a couple of days ago, it was 32 in New Jersey, and I was getting 23 miles to the gallon. Today, it's 70, and I'm getting 26. Because it makes the so air, what, it makes the air less dense. You need more of it. Cold air makes air more dense. Mm-mm, less. Less dense. In the in the winter time. Think about the cold air getting frozen, if you would, making it less dense. Okay, I that's contrary to what I understood, and I'm going to have to do some research. But it, but since the computer is is modulating how much air, right, which means it, it, which means it's pushing. Hang on, I'm not saying that correctly because it's I'm not I'm, I'm backwards, Joe. It's it is more dense, thereby thereby pushing more fuel into the vehicle to adjust for that denser air, therefore fuel economy drops. Sorry, I was, I'm not, I'm reading a text I, message I, and talking I, at the same time. I'm sorry. I, and I was thinking, I'm like, sorry, sorry, wow, sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm not hearing something right here. Yeah, so, no, I'm, yeah, I'm, no, that, that makes, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm typing and talking at the right. same time, which I should not ever do, Joe. <laughs> right. What? Yeah. Uh, but, but again, so the air is more dense, but don't, isn't there an air intake? Um, I assume there's some sort of valve or module that would say, okay, this air is more dense, therefore I'm going to take in less of it nope. uh, to maintain no, the No, it can't the do that. Fluid. It has no ability to do that. It's still flowing the same. Um, the the this... throttle plates are still opening the same as it always would right. to allow the RPM of the engine to do what it needs to do. But when the air becomes more dense, it has to add more fuel to make up for that. Yeah. Gotcha. Now, I assume more power because in my airplane, which yes. is turbine. Right. Yes, you are uh, correct. I, I can. I get more power and more speed. Correct. You know, like the air, airplane loves cold air. And You're I right. pick up yeah. 10, 12 knots in cruise speed. Correct. In cold air. In cold air. And that, that's uh, why, you know, same deal for, you know, where you live now, you have more air, it's denser, there's more of it, you get uh, much more power in Jersey than you do in Colorado. Right. Yeah, I think it's what uh, you lose, um, it's about, what? About 25%. 5%. Yeah. 
it's five percent for a thousand feet of elevation as the air gets that's right. less dense. Yeah, that's why when you hear right. Richard and I talk about you know new car reviews and so on, these supercharged or turbocharged uh, you know cars or engines, I should say, you know we we find them to be much more appealing at our elevation because that compressor, quote unquote, is is still forcing more in, making up for that loss. It's not the same as what you know you are at at, at your elevation, but it does help immensely at our altitude. When one thing that the the Hellcat motor does too is they actually run air conditioning through yes, the air it. intake to cool the to air. To make it more dense. To, right, exactly. Right. So you have a better, and it, it's actually less efficient, but it is, it's more power. It, it's kind of uh, overall, I, I can't remember the well, it is volumet- less volumetric efficiency is lower at low altitude than it is at high altitude. And I, I can't remember. Well, and keep in mind, too, Joe, that when, you know, and you know this from the airplane end of things. Anybody else listening probably hasn't heard this term for many, many years. Most new techs have no idea what I'm talking about. But stoichiometric is 14.7 to 1. That's ideally what every vehicle, whether they were carbureted, whether they're computerized, that is the ideal goal that every engine is trying to achieve. And new vehicles with computerization are constantly going rich lean, rich lean, rich lean to get to 14.7 to 1. So think about this. If you have more air Coming in, it's still trying to reach 14.7 to 1. The only way to do that is to add fuel, add Joe. Fuel, right. Right. But at the same time, since I'm now getting more power because there's more fuel. You should not have to have your foot in it as much, <laughs> therefore, right. hopefully giving you better economy. Right. Right. So instead of having to cruise at 2,200 RPM at, at 70, I should only have to cruise at 2,000 RPM. And therefore, since I'm backing off the accelerator, shouldn't that compensate? Um, again, the cold air is giving me more available power. Therefore, I'm not push. I don't need to push the engine as hard. So I guess that's why I'm still struggling. Theoretically, with- yes, but typically what happens is our foot doesn't do it that way. Yeah, not on average. Yeah, <laughs> right. Well, and two, you have to remember too. On a cold startup, it's going to take that yes, extra long, longer time to get up to Correct. operating temperature. So you're running a well. richer mixture yes. at yes. that also, which is way different right. than and in summertime. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I guess there'll be a tiny bit of impact on drag because dense rear does more drag on the. That's true uh, too. The, Although the the, the newer, you, you probably notice that more on the larger, you know, squared SUVs than you would, you know, some of the lower profiled slick, you know, vehicles that are out. You know, slick as in, you know, less coefficient of drag. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, on sure. the on the larger SUVs, yeah, it's probably noticeable on some of those. Yeah. Yeah, and by the way, for drag. Uh, It'll vary based on body style because there's two types of drag, but uh, roughly yes. drag increases as the square, so you get four times the drag. It's, so if you right. go from 30 to 60, sure. drag doesn't double. The drag goes up by a factor That's right. of four. That's right. Oh, okay. it's, like, it's like pushing a cardboard box down the road. Yeah, exactly. rolling brick, yeah. And, yeah. Right, and speaking of EVs and cold, you know, I think we've had this conversation once before, but, you know, your heater, if you're going up I-70 to go skiing and it's, Three degrees below zero, yep. and you're running your heater on your electric on your EV. It's coming off the battery, so yes, you might think you might think you had 330 miles of uh, range on your car. It'll drop fast. Uh, not, it'll it's going to drop fast, and if you get stuck in one of these that uh, three-hour uh, uh, traffic jams on I-70, trying to come home on a Sunday night. That's right. Uh, you better you better make sure you got a full charge. Uh, if it's really cold and you think you might get one of those three-hour traffic jams, correct? 
and what do you and what do you do if you run out of power on I seventy? That's what That's Troy was asking earlier, Joe. Is AAA going to run around with a generator now? I I don't know. Good question. <laughs> Counts as one is your one of your toes. <laughs> yeah, I mean they do give you warnings as to you know you know when you're going to start running down. But if you're stuck like that, I don't care how many warning signs are coming. It's like the low fuel light coming on. If you can't get out can't of traffic, what are you going to do? Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so the warning is, even though you're only going to be going 110 miles from the ski resort to your house, you better make sure you yeah. have an absolute topped-off charge on your yeah. on your EV before you leave the ski agree. area. Yeah, That's agree. Right. So, I, you are yeah. spot on, Joe. Yes, correct. And that'll be an issue with uh, converting to holy. And you heard Biden, by the way, has uh, promised that the uh, – the uh, all military vehicles will be um, zero emissions by 2050. I wonder if he's including M1 Abrams tanks in that. <laughs> what an idiot! Lots Sorry. of batteries. What an idiot! I mean, guys. I mean, I shouldn't well, say that. I, I said this the other day. There, he he's not. He's the puppeteer. You know, he he's the puppet for somebody else that's a puppeteer saying these things. Yeah. Frankly, he doesn't know diddly squat from you know. He doesn't know which end is up most of the time, Joe. But the powers <laughs> that be do, and this is a part of the master plan to, in my opinion, and I'm just going to say it to destroy the country. Period. Yeah, and, and what? And just uh, here's a ratio, by the way. It takes 20 pounds of battery to give you the same energy output of one pound of fuel. It's a 20 to one. Hmm. So uh, just keep that in mind, too. So, you know, for 100 pounds of gas, you need you need uh, 400 pounds of battery. I mean, you need, uh, uh, no, 2,000 pounds of battery. You need a ton of battery. And there's a little trade-off with the, you don't have the losses, but uh, you don't right. get 100% efficiency. But it takes 20 pounds of battery to, to deliver the same output. The, the one saving grace is that the, uh, the, drive, the drive motors on your wheels are more efficient you you have to know what the drive what the efficiency of those motors are compared to the efficiency of an internal combustion engine. I, I all I know is on the internal combustion engine we are if we get to fifty percent which there's some engines out there now that are doing that very few do but if you get to fifty percent on a on a regular you know gasoline or diesel engine we've done really really well I'm guessing isn't is an electric motor like. I gotta believe. What are they? Eighty-five, ninety percent, Joe? I don't know that number. Yeah, they're, they're, they're about eighty-five. So that twenty to one would get cut down to about ten to one. Okay. Because if your if your drive motors are eighty-five percent efficient versus a forty-five percent efficient internal combustion, that twenty to one energy storage ratio, um, you lose. You know, you lose half your energy uh, to right. heat in the internal combustion, and you only lose fifteen percent in an EV. But you, you still you're still going to need 10 pounds of battery for every one pound of gas to get the same mileage at optimal temperature conditions. Yeah. The the but, but, the biggest issue too as you know on the on the electric vehicle versus a diesel or or gas engine is the refillability. I mean, you can always take a gas or diesel engine and however fast that nozzle will allow fuel to flow is how fast you can fill that vehicle back up. And, and you see that, by the way, on racetracks constantly where they've got a two-inch neck going into a race car. Literally, they can fill that thing up in a matter of seconds. You're never, ever going to get that out of an EV, ever. Yep, yep. And by the way, I think I sent you a picture. In Europe, they do have roadside where they're actually towing a little generator. I don't know if you saw that. I did see that. Yes, I did. (laughs) Where they're they're actually using a generator to power up an EV that's run out of electricity. Run out of of electricity. So I imagine, as we get more, sooner or later, we're going to start to see that in places like California, 
Oh, I'm sure run, you will. I mean, because people are going to run out. It's, it's going to you, you, Joe. They're dumb as rocks. It's going to happen. Sorry, I'm just saying it as it is. It's going to happen. Quit yeah. picking on the sheep. I'm sorry. It's going to happen. Well, hey, John. There's a new new business opportunity. You True. Know, you could start a. You could start. You know, mobile charge stations, EV charger. Yeah, yeah. you could. Yeah. Not a bad yeah, idea. Joe, love you. Appreciate it. Great, great questions, by the way. i got to run to break. Lynn, Brad, you guys hang tight. One line open, 303-477-5600. We'll be right back. This is Drive Radio. This month at Geno's Auto Service in Littleton, receive a new set of windshield wipers with any service over $50. It won't be long before the cold weather returns, so now is a good time to make sure your vehicles are serviced and in good condition. At Geno's, any maintenance or repair work on your vehicle comes with a Napa Peace of Mind warranty, covering parts and labor for 36 months or 36,000 miles. To make your life simpler, Geno's offers loaner vehicles, so you can drop your car off and pick up when ready. This month only, take advantage of free windshield wipers with any service over $50 when you mention this ad on KLZ. For over 38 years, Geno's has been serving customers all along the front range. Geno's is AAA approved and located at Bowles and Platte Canyon in Littleton. Be sure to check out Geno's excellent Google reviews. Stop in or visit them online at genosautoservice.com. That's Geno's with a J. Your next oil change could change the life of your vehicle forever. If you think that's a tall order, maybe you've been getting the wrong oil change. A BG Performance Oil Change BG. comes with a lifetime of engine and fuel system coverage and something else, peace of mind. Where do you find it? Find a shop in your neighborhood at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. Because an oil change that offers a lifetime of peace of mind is a change worth making. BG. Do you know what to do in a traffic stop? Kevin Flesh would like to give you a few tips to help keep you and your passengers safe. If you are being pulled over for a traffic violation, slow down and put on your hazards, find a well-lit location that is out of the lane of traffic, keep your hands on the wheel where the officer can see them, and be polite. Don't say anything and don't give any information that is asked. If you feel it's necessary, record the traffic stop, and then if you need any legal help, call Kevin Flesh at Flesh Law Firm. Kevin is our legal eagle and is an expert in traffic altercations and accidents. So put this number into your phone, 303-806-8886. You can also find Kevin online at fleshlawfirm.com. Kevin Flesh, Flesh Law Firm, and proud sponsor of Drive Radio. Napa know-how. A Napa guy knows that by the foot, there's no better ride than an old station wagon. Room for six people facing forward, two people facing backward, and a whole lot of luggage, lumber, and bicycles haphazardly strapped to the roof. If you can parallel park that beast, you can park anything. And with some quality parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep your land ship running longer, stronger. It's not obsolete. It's a rare treasure. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. All right, we are back. Drive Radio KLZ 560. Myself, Ken Rackley, Tune Tech Automotive. Troy from Cheyenne will be with us here in just a moment. He stepped out for a second, but he'll be back. Again, we are going to get into window tinting and clear bra and all that stuff as well. So hang tight. We'll take a couple questions first. Lynn and Littleton, you're next. I just wanted to make a comment regarding gas prices. Uh, right down here in uh, Littleton at Windermere and um, – Littleton Boulevard, the easy pay is $2.66. 66 
I just filled up the Murphy Express right here at Littleton and Broadway for 271. And if you go down Broadway towards um, from Littleton Boulevard towards um, C470, the gas prices are right in the low 270 range. You get anywhere else in town, it seems to be right around 330. It's crazy. Yeah, it is. And keep in mind, the places you just uh, talked about are not top tier. So uh, they will be cheaper. True. They will be cheaper, and you get what you pay for with fuel. Okay. There you go. Uh, appreciate the phone Thank call. You. And you guys are all free to fill up wherever you want to, but you've heard me say a gazillion times, I don't buy cut-rate fuel. I don't buy it at King Supers. I don't buy it at Safeway. And some of these other places, I'm probably not going to buy it from either, even though it might be 10 20 cents a gallon less money. Uh, I also know that in most late-model vehicles especially, uh, when you start talking about direct injection vehicles and so on, uh, you could have, uh, let's just say that the repair bills to fix using cheap gas will far outweigh what you saved on cheap gas. Am I saying that right, Ken? Yeah. Yep, exactly. You, you, you might know, save the, it on the front side, the, but you're going to pay it on the back side. You know, the extra carbon buildup, the wear and tear fuel system, hard to, yeah. That's right. I mean, just, you know, you it, it won't be a, it won't be all of a sudden just, hey, here it is. It's just gradually over time, just not doing the best for your. What's fuel in Cheyenne? She's like, I can't even remember. I, I go to a place where I got a card, and I don't even know what so I pay because it, it has no, no added. You know, it oh, has you're all a fleet card guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So makes I, sense. So you don't know. I just pay what I. I know the stuff's good. It doesn't have any. That's a matter. No, I, you're like me. I, I'm, I'm the yep. same way. Yeah. I don't really. Mm -hmm. I, I want to know the qualities there. Because yep, sure. I know what happens on the backside. If it is no. not, but typically here, uh, yeah, it's going to be three twenty, three fifty a gallon, somewhere in that range. And I know that's a wide range, but yeah. uh, in this case, uh, he's finding it in the two seventy, two eighty yeah. range. On my way in this morning, I saw three oh five and uh, and three thirty. You know, there's a place down the street here. Actually, there's a Shell station just down the street here from the station. It's three oh nine. Yeah, <laughs> which actually is pretty cheap, and that's yeah. top tier. Yeah, so. When I, I There's a little bit of a gas war going on down the street here, by the way. I was going to say, yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> that's what the, it is. The gas stations I pass, there's no wars going on. They're no, just, there is they, down the street they, here. Oh, really? That's yeah. why it's fairly cheap on that east right. side of the road. So, yeah. anyways. Hopefully diesel's cheaper. i got to fill up. It's 309 down the street. <laughs> so, there you go. 309 yeah. uh, is what it is. Brad, you're up next. Go ahead, sir. Hey, John. Thanks a lot for this program. It really helps us out Thank a lot, you. all of us guys out here. Hey, and I and I love your uh, program during the week too. Thank you. I, uh, I've switched from, from some other AM programs in Denver. Well, thank you. Uh, I, I think what you're covering is uh, is rock solid. Well, so I, appreciate I really appreciate that, Brad. That. Thank you very much. Hey, appreciate uh, that. You know, after hearing about these EVs, I've I've got a hybrid. I think that's about as close as I'll ever get to an EV. <laughs> well, and if in in Toyota's, uh, by the way, you you bring up a great point. Toyota's future outlook on things it, it, that's pretty much the way they're going the new tundra it's an it's a hybrid that's the direction they're headed the odyssey van you yeah. can only buy as a hybrid now i mean toyota's feeling is there's not going to be enough power around the globe to power up evs they're sticking with hybrids yeah yeah well and i'll tell you john i've got a 2010 uh prius I, I take it down to extreme to have them do the work on it and stuff good car and, uh, i i think I think it was one of the, you know, the original, remember this little smart car that they used to call the smart car, and I thought, boy, what a piece of junk that thing is. That is just my opinion. But I think this car was the is the original smart car. It works well. <laughs> I mean, you, you can knock them all you want, but they work well, Brad. They do. It's been a really good car, yes. and I, I just love the fact that I can carry a, a gas can around with me if I need to, and I can keep going if you I can. run into problems. No, no I, I so. think Toyota's got the right idea, by the way. I, I think they're spot on. 
Yeah, yeah, I really like their cars. And uh, hey, but speaking of electrical, I've got an electrical problem. It's kind of a classic. Okay. Um, it's a 1991 Ford F-250 uh, with uh, the 460 uh, cubic inch. And, and here's the problem is, and I threw some parts at it, and I'll kind of give you a rundown of what I've done. Um, turn the ignition switch on, um, and it just keeps, the starter just keeps rolling over and over. Starter keeps going. So here's what I did. I switched out the, the actual cylinder ignition switch. Um, I switched out the ignition switch down at the bottom of the column, okay, where that, that push rod actually engages, you know, the sends the low voltage um, mm-hmm. over to the starter solenoid. Um, but uh, anyway, it just keeps rolling. So I got a new Ford starter solenoid this okay. go around. Now I checked the starter solenoid, and on the, the high voltage where, it, you know, that the low voltage uh, closes that circuit, transfers it through and then down to the starter on the truck, um, it is open. So it's it's not stuck closed, but that truck, when you turn the ignition on, it just keeps that, it, that starter just keeps going and going and going. Even with um, the new solenoid? With the new solenoid, it does. How many wires are on that solenoid? Two small wires. Are there just two small wires or one? Well, I've got one small one coming from the ignition. Right, Right. your ignition power source. And then the two big ones, the battery in, battery out. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. I got got a boatload of stuff on that battery. Now, here's another test. When When it goes to stay on and keeps the starter running, if you pull the small wire off the solenoid, does it stop? I haven't tried that yet. You need try to try that, that. yeah, because something could be okay. shorted. That, that'll tell us yeah. whether or not it's in the starting circuit from the ignition switch to that, or is it still okay. the solenoid itself? Right. In other words, if you pull the wire and it still stays engaged, it's still a bad solenoid. Right. Exactly. But you wow. said it was an open circuit, right? You said that was an open circuit. Yeah. Yeah. So well, I'll tell you what, guys. It's closing I mean, somehow. Yeah. Well, now, and I've been using YouTube. I, I misplaced the – I have service manuals on all my vehicles. Of course, I couldn't find it for the truck. So I, YouTube has been awesome. Well, that's I mean, so nice easy. To, I mean, as you know, that's two bolts, and right, you take it off, much, take it back, put it back on. That's an easy one. Easy circuit. Yeah. yeah. The, the, but, yeah. but as far as ch- – oh, go ahead. Uh, like John was saying – yeah, if you disconnect that battery, or get, I'm sorry, disconnect that small wire to the solenoid, it should stop. Right. And if it stops, then okay. either something shorted, power shorted to that wire, or... Okay. Now, I mean, I mean, you can test this it, with meters yeah. and test lights and so on, but yeah. easiest layman's way of just, doing it is just yeah. pull the wire off. If the solenoid disengages, and you know, you're near the battery anyways, which yeah. you're going to have to unhook to keep it from continuing to start anyway. So right. you're right there. If okay. you pull that wire and it stops starting, if it stops stops cranking, I should say, then we know we have an issue up to the solenoid. Right. If it keeps cranking after you pull the wire, it's still in the starter solenoid. But you said it only cranks okay. when you turn the key on, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay. So but if you he shuts the key you... off, then it quits cranking. It... So no, oh no, I'm so, I'm sorry. When, no. no, when I do shut the key off, it's when I roll the ignition or the key back. I can take the key out of the. It's still uh, cranking. And it's still, cra- oh, okay. and it's still cranking. Okay. I, yeah, I would venture to guess it's in the something staying. Keep still it in the solenoid. I'm guessing. Yeah. Even though it's new. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what. That helps me narrow it down. That makes sense. So yeah. if I take off that that small wire, mm-hmm. okay, and it, and it's and it quits cranking, then I've got a problem up in my column between the key ignition correct. and the uh, starter switch yeah, down. Correct. Well, here's one more thing to throw out to you. So, I, I mean, I've replaced everything that's like moving parts. One of the guys suggested on YouTube, he says it's possible, he says after time, that column gets kind of gummed up. You need to loosen it up, you know, get some oil in there. 
and it's possible that when I turn that key, I notice it's pushing a rod. That rod pushes on that that's mm-hmm. uh, on the switch. That ignition, the yeah, ignition switch, and it may not be returning because it just needs lubrication. You can see that's that down below. Just just take a flashlight, look down below, unhook the battery, it's, cycle it over, okay. and see. Yeah. Okay, that sounds good. I will do that. Now okay. that I've got it all taken apart, now's the time. You hey, guys, it. I really appreciate you're it. You're welcome, Brad. Uh, go ahead. Thank you. No, you're very welcome. I appreciate it very much. We'll get one more in before the break. Aaron and Golden, you're next. Yeah, uh, real quick, you're talking about electric cars and yes. charging. Um, I have seen uh, in Denver area a uh, AAA truck. There's like an F-250 Ford truck with a topper on it that had labeled on the side e- mobile EV charging. All righty, there we go then. Yeah. And yeah. so obviously they got a generator in the back. Obviously there. they're yeah. doing something. Yeah. They've yeah. got to have a 240 generator back there or some sort of battery yeah. pack that they can draw off of right. to, you know, also do that, you know. Well, they so, can't do so battery. That, I mean, if they'd had a battery pack, I shouldn't say that. Battery pack would still have to go to AC to then go to the charger into the car or a direct DC yeah. If it's it, if it's got that ability on a car to have the DC charge input, they could be doing it that way, I guess. Yeah, I mean, well, it, it looked to me like it was a generator they had. That would make yeah. that'd be the easiest way. Yeah. Right. That makes yeah. sense. And, yeah. and and then years ago, probably eight years ago, when Teslas were out but not common yet, I saw going down I seventy right by Youngfield, a it was a, an electric SUV, and I'd never seen one before and haven't seen one since. But it was pulling a small trailer that looked like the, the back end of a Volkswagen Bug engine and and run, running gear. And I couldn't tell driving by it whether the, the engine was definitely running and it sounded just like a VW Bug. And uh, I couldn't tell if the engine was driving the wheels and pushing the, the SUV down the road or if it was running a charger and charging the the SUV as most likely running on the charger, road. I would yeah. bet, which is a very that, that, inefficient way of doing things. <laughs> right. Especially an old Volkswagen bike. Jeez, I mean, especially that's like that, the, yes. The worst, <laughs> the worst engine ever for emissions. You you're saving the environment. Yeah, yeah, we're saving the environment, Aaron. That's what we're doing. <laughs> Driving electric, towing <laughs> my gas. That's, that's right. Uh, yeah. Right. <laughs> that's hilarious. Well, thanks for the update on the AAA thing. I've not seen that. I'll look more closely. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Okay. That's okay. I no, I appreciate it. Thank you. So somebody's already got Troy's idea. <laughs> so there goes that. I guess, already, I guess they've already thought that one through. AAA's already got – I mean, they have to. I mean, oh, think, yeah. I mean yeah, right. at some point they got to put a generator on these things, and which, again, just really defeats the purpose of mm-hmm. what we're doing there. All right. We come back. I'm going to talk to Troy about window tint and some clear bra sides of the fence as well. A lot of you have questions on that. I have questions on that. So we'll have some, some time with Troy as soon as we come back. So if you've got a question along those lines, please call us, 303-477-5600. We'll be right back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Hello, Drive Radio listeners. This is Chris Hammond with Kins and Leslie distributing your local BG Products distributor. Back again this week with your BG Tech Tip. This time of year, as the leaves begin to turn, so do our thoughts on our summer toys. Now, we must turn to the winterization of some of our prized possessions, like our RVs, boats, motorcycles, and jet skis. Winterizing your entire RV could be a whole episode of drive time on its own, but today we're going to focus on protecting the key fluids in all of your summer vehicles throughout the winter. First, let's talk about the gas. The shelf life on most gasolines is only about three to six months. 
By the time the gasoline actually gets into your tank, it is already many weeks old, which means that there's very little chance the gasoline in your tank today will still be in optimum condition when you dust off your toys next spring. You want to ensure that you protect your gasoline with a top-tier fuel stabilizer like the BG CF5. You also need to protect your batteries over the winter. We recommend a battery tender stay connected at all times whenever your vehicle operation will be longer than a couple of weeks in between. Before freezing temperatures set in, it is critical to ensure that the antifreeze in your vehicle has proper freeze protection. Additionally, you must ensure that the pH balances on your antifreeze are correct so that you're protecting your entire cooling system from freezing and corrosion throughout the winter. The simple addition of BG Supercool can help protect against corrosion as your coolant sits through the winter. If your vehicle is going to be parked outside, we also recommend protecting any exposed organic materials like rubber or leather with a good canvas or synthetic cover to protect these materials from the harsh UV rays of the sun or the harsh freezing temperatures of the winter. These few tips will keep your toys working in perfect order so that when the sun comes out next spring, you'll be ready to hit the trail, lake, or campground without any new costly repairs. Thanks again, Drive Radio listeners. This is Chris Hammond with BG. We'll talk to you again next week. You're driving down the road and out of nowhere comes a bang. A huge rock just hit your windshield and now you have a star in your windshield. We all know the chip can be fixed, but who is the best? Who has the best resins that keep developing them to work with the newest windshields? That would be Novus Autoglass. Novus, which is the Latin word for innovate, invented windshield repair in 1972 and it still leads the industry in cutting edge technology. Backed by more patents than any other repair and replacement company, while other glass repair services offer limited warranties, or worse, none at all. You can trust the original Novus Pros to stand behind their work with a full refund that you can use towards a windshield replacement for the life of your windshield. Find a Novus location near you by going to our website, drive-radio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass, a proud sponsor of Drive Radio. Increase comfortability in your home with a UV air purifying system from Absolute. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air offers dynamic air solutions you won't find at most HVAC companies. Unfortunately, not all air purification products deliver on their promises. Before selecting a product, the team at Absolute personally met with the scientists who developed the technology, installing systems in their own homes to make sure they really work. The science makes sense. Your ultraviolet purifier attaches to your furnace, killing particles like dust, mold, and even most viruses at the source before the air blows through your vents into the rest of your house. One small unit purifies the air throughout your home, eliminating odors. Call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air today for an air purifier that works. 720-526-0231. For quality and service beyond compare, Classic car insurance is not created equal. Some insurance companies won't offer you insurance at all, and if they do, it's most likely not the right coverage. If you have an accident or theft, do you know if your current company will cover your classic or modern hot rod? 
for its total value? Do you know that some companies put limits on how many miles you can drive in a given year? Paul Lewinberger has been selling insurance for the past 18 years and knows the ins and outs of the insurance industry. American National Insurance has a division called Chrome Insurance that is specifically tailored toward people like you. Chrome stands for classic, antique, or modern classic, hot rod or street rod, replica or kit car, original, unrestored, modified or custom, exotic, rare or unique, and in excess of $100,000 in appraised value. Don't insure your special car with anyone else. Get the best coverage at the best price by calling Paul today, 303-662-0789, or find him on our website, drive-radio.com. That's drive-radio.com. RanchFreshMeats.com has two new steak gift variety boxes for your corporate or personal giving needs this Christmas season and beyond. The ribeye four-pack gift box contains two thick-cut, 14-ounce USDA high-choice certified Angus beef ribeyes and two each of 14-ounce pure Wagyu ribeyes from Dan Morgan's Wagyu Ranch. All are aged to perfection with 30 days of age and a restaurant quality. The four-pack filet mignon gift box contains two USDA High Choice Certified Angus Beef Tenderloin Steaks and two American Bison Tenderloin Steaks. All are thick-cut, 8-ounce portions that you can cut with a fork. These gift boxes are great for saying thank you to your employees, customers, and any members of your families that are just hard to shop for. There will be no re-gifting this year if you give these steak gift boxes. We guarantee it. Also, download the new Ranch Fresh Meats app to your smartphone and make ordering even easier. RanchFreshMeats.com All right, we're back. Drive Radio KLZ 560. Again, Troy with me from Novus Auto Glass in Cheyenne. Ken Rackley also from Tech Automotive. All right, let's talk some some paint protector, which is clear bra. Yep. And then also the window tint side of the fence. Probably window tint first. And what do you think are the most misconceptions when it comes to window tint? Well, it's... As far as misconceptions, there, there, there's a lot of lot of different varieties in, in tint. There's so much new stuff coming out. I haven't had a chance to test all the stuff out there, but people are like, well, if I, if I put it on, you know, it's going to keep all the heat and all the UV out. It does most of it. Does a lot, but does not a all. Lot of it, but not all of it. Um, stuff still scratches. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it, you're still going to have it's issues. Because it's scratches. still an applique mm-hmm. on the glass itself, not built in. Right. It's not laminated in between the glass. Exactly. The one thing it does do really well is, you know, the smash and grabs we were just talking about. Tint will hold your glass together mm-hmm. for the most part. You know, you still have tempered glass. It's still going still gonna to break all the window, but the tint actually holds it together. So it does help in that aspect. Makes it, um, slows makes them down it, some, basically. Slows them down, trying to get okay. it in, you know. And, okay. of course, it does keep people from looking inside. But, you know, every state is different on their amount of trans, transparent ability or whatever you want to call it, 15%. The percentage 30%. of light in, right? Yeah, as yeah. far as as far as what they allow. And some or, or I shouldn't say that, good. right? It's actually the figure is the percentage of blockage of light, right? right? Am right. I saying that correctly? 15%, 5%, 30%. The lower the number, the darker the tint, right. which is really weird. Because it's letting light. Yeah. It's, it's letting light. Less talk. light. Letting less light in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. So, yeah, it, window tint is, is a great thing, but you can get the cheap stuff out there at uh, all your little 
auto parts places and put it on yourself, but when it starts turning purple, it's fun taking off. Purple or, or or has bubbles <laughs> like Bubble, uh, bubbleicious. Yeah, yeah. like. The bubbleicious, <laughs> that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. so there is a difference in the which I know there is. There's a difference yeah, in the quality sure. of the tent itself. Yeah. yeah. But who's making it and so on, right? Yeah, for sure. You know, and the people say I, I don't know how many manufacturers there are of tent. There's there's probably a handful of them, you know, three M's. Right. That's what we One use. The top. We use the three M stuff and, and there's a bunch of other is stuff. Is there a ceramic there. tent now? Anybody yeah, making that? They're they're coming out with so many different things ceramic tent's been out for a while and they had they had issues with that they had problems with cell phones you know but everything's changed now you know i mean they've they've changed all the the formulas and i haven't really kept up on it i know what we use and i know the quality of of product that we we have and i we can stand behind it because it is a 3m product so i know the one advantage too that's you know again just from talking to kent and judy and they've started to get into window tinting and, and so on up in sterling and the one thing i know that has come about, and, and it's been around for a while now, but most people listening don't know. In the old days, when you put tint on, you took a sheet, you laid it on the outside of the window, you cut it to whatever the window yep. was going to be, then you went into the inside, you applied it. Now they make cutters yeah. that actually you can roll that out, you program exactly in what window you're actually working on, and it literally cuts that for you, which makes it a lot cleaner, oh, it's, right? It's a lot better. I mean, most of the programs are pretty good. 3M actually has a, a great program out there and that's why we use them too but the plotters themselves are ten fifteen thousand dollars for a good plotter you want something that's going to be able to cut it same with your ppf film your paint protection film they we do everything with the plotter also for that process the other clear which which by the way means you're not cutting on the car itself yeah. right yeah, exactly. when you do it that way yeah yeah for so sure it's a better way of doing it is what i'm getting at it is it is but there is another process out that i've been probably doing for about seven eight years it's a spray on clear nose mask oh it's it's an incredible product it's actually thicker, but you get 100% coverage because oh. it rolls around the edges. So you okay. get no seams, no edges, because that's the problem with your PPFs. You get your exposed edges where you're going to get your rocks. Sure, stuff gets underneath there. The spray-on, it's it's made, uh, this guy out of Montana, out of Missoula, I think, makes it. And uh, we buy it from him, and it's a two-part. And we actually have a spray booth that we spray it mm-hmm. in and, and tape the whole car off. And But you are you are etching, you're scratching, you're sanding the the, where you're going to so shoot it's a permanent it. thing it's at that point thing. it's not coming off right which yeah which is great but i've had it on my cars forever my my jeep i've had it on it works great it'll stop m- almost most of the impacts unless you get a 50 cent piece that's going to hit no sure what nobody's stopping that yeah it's coming through yeah, yeah. but uh piece of wonderful, sheet metal. wonderful product and then, <laughs> yeah it's about all <laughs> <laughs> it blends in great with the okay. with clear coat um you can wax over it you but it's not coming off it's not coming off but no, typically it's you're not it anyways off, right no no and that's ppf i mean how many have you seen on these cars that have been on there for decades and they turn yellow and they're cracked and they can't get right. them off and whatnot so you still got to sand that stuff off anyway but i i tell you the spray on is the way to go but not every every shop can do it because they don't mm-hmm. have a they don't have a booth to do it in. you know you got it the ppf is so it's an actual it, paint product you're putting it, on is actually, what it is it, it's actually a paint it's a i didn't know that a lot thicker clear coat it's it's actually uh softer than it's not as brittle as does it a go on coat. does it go on okay remember back in the old days when the the factories would gm especially chevy trucks they'd put this little kind of rounded angled piece right before the rear fender and you used right. to come in a spray can if you had to touch it up and it was wrinkly and a lot of orange peel and you still you, sell that and stuff. you knew it was there yeah. they still sell yeah, it okay. still, I, I can't remember the name of it we used to do it and when i was, did auto body but okay you spray it on the bottom you could actually paint over the top of it correct right but your product this is, this is different than that yeah right? this is a lot different than okay that. yeah it's it's smooth um yeah it's 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 an so you really don't product. know it's on unless you walked up and felt it right yep 
Okay. Yeah, it's it's a great great product, and and it it just sucks that it's such a good product. The problem is there's not a lot of places that can do it, and body shops don't want to mess with it. They want to spray that car and get it out, yeah. and be done. You know, they don't want to say. Well, hey, frankly, they don't song. care if you protect the paint or not. Yeah, they want you to come back. <laughs> exactly. The less protection it is, the more <laughs> paint, the they more paint they back. do down the road, right? For sure. So, but the biggest thing is that we were talking earlier on the headlight, the headlights that, that John was talking yes. about that guy, and you know the headlight product is is really pretty thick and that that is a, a great product too i've been doing that for 10 15 years too. does it cut the uvs and everything down too where it they does. just don't yellow also yeah so you so you're taking all the all the uv from from eating up that that clear coat on top of mm-hmm. the headlight and so your headlight will never turn yellow mm. yeah. but it does the product will after a period of time if you're down a lot of gravel roads and behind a lot of cars and stuff sure it will get some marks in it and then you can actually remove it but and the headlight restoration, we were talking about that earlier, too. There's a product out that, that kind of is only really sold commercially. All this, all these gimmicks with the headlight restorations. And they are gimmicks, by the way. They are gimmicks. The, the stuff we've found, we actually wet sand the headlights down, get mm-hmm. it down to fresh plastic, spray an acrylic over the top, and bake it with an ultraviolet light. So you're putting a UV protectant back over that plastic so it'll stay maintain perfect for as long as you own that car, basically. Okay. So all of you listening, by the way, and I... I don't think I'm going on on a limb and saying this because I know all of our Novus locations. I am I'm 100% positive Troy is the only one that I know of, even in our Novus group, that will spray that yeah. paint protectant yep. on, right? Uh, no yeah. one else is doing that no, that no. I know of. Nobody has a booth. That's yeah, a, that's the first thing I've the first time I've heard of it. So. Well, yeah. and, and that again, it's adding a whole other layer of protection that you're not going to get normally. Right. Thank you, by the way. Oh, I, no I didn't problem. know that. That's great. Yeah, that, yeah. good stuff. Yeah. Keep that in mind for future things yeah. as well. So, all right, we're going to come right back. Don't go anywhere. We'll take a quick break. Richard and Carter Springs is up next. We got one more call coming in and one line open three zero three four seven seven fifty six hundred. Got a question for Troy specifically. He's going to be here till twelve thirty is all. So if you want to ask him a glass question, by all means, call us. We'll be right. Back Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Most oil changes are the same. Old oil out, new filter, new oil in. It's a routine, a chore on the to-do list. What if your oil change wasn't the same as the rest? What if it was life-changing? BG. A BG oil change can change your life because it comes with free lifetime protection for your engine and fuel system, which means a lifetime of peace of mind for you. Find a shop near you at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. BG. No one likes to be that person. You know the one, stuck on the side of the road, busted tire, making everyone slow down to get around them. With Legacy Automotive's new tire sales, you don't have to be that person, ever. Here in our Colorado climate, you might be closer to needing new tires than you think. A bad set of tires can be dangerous and even life-threatening. Tires should be regularly examined for cracks, bulges and blisters, and other signs of wear and tear on your vehicle. The skilled team at Legacy Automotive in Boulder will be able to examine your current set of tires, let you know what they recommend based on what they find, and help you get on the road. Legacy Automotive is a Napa Gold certified auto care shop and employs ASC certified technicians. So don't be that guy. And make an appointment at Legacy Automotive today at 303-396-0555 or visit them online at LegacyAutomotive.com. Legacy Automotive, locally grown auto repair. Hunting down that hard-to-find part for an out-of-the-ordinary car can be quite a time-consuming chore. Unless, of course, you just go around the corner to your local Napa Auto Parts store, where we have over 310,000 parts, all of them made to fit and perform just like the original. 
Yeah, there are people who say it's the journey and not the destination, but those people have never tried to find an alternator for an 82 Fiat on a Saturday. Go to NapaOnline.com for the location nearest you. Napa, get the good stuff. Arvada West Auto and Truck has been serving all of Western Arvada, Golden, and Wheat Ridge for more than 40 years, and they're proud to keep their customers' vehicles on the road. After starting out as a small gas station, they moved into their current building in 2004 at 11752 West 64th Avenue. Arvada West is a Napa Gold Shop, a designation only a few in the nation receive. And after 40 years of service, Arvada West Auto and Truck achieved the Napa Auto Care Shop of the Year for the Rocky Mountain Division of Napa. They'd be thrilled to welcome you to their family. Stop by or call Arvada West Auto and Truck, 11752 West 64th Avenue, just west of Sims, or call them at 303-422-1065. All right, we're back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us. One line open, 303-477-5600. Richard is up next. Richard, go ahead, sir. How you doing, guys? Good. How are you? I'm doing fine. Uh, so I was telling Larry, I got a 2003 Chevy Silverado. Okay. Got a 4.8 liter. Thing is in unbelievable condition. And I've got something going on in the front end. I'm not good enough to figure it out myself. So I'm looking for a, you know, a, a good uh, front end shop down here. What's going on with it, Richard? Well, it's. You know, like you hit the dips, or you hit the speed bumps, or you hit a, uh, you know, a pothole that comes out of nowhere, especially down here. Mm-hmm. And uh, it almost does. This thing have kingpins? No, it has no. ball joints. Yeah, well, it, it feels like it could be like a kingpin, kingpin thing. It's either that or the rack and pinion is. They don't have out. on that truck. Is it two wheel or four wheel drive? Two wheel. It drive. doesn't have rack and pinion? Not on that two-wheel drive, I don't believe. Uh, I don't think the four-wheel drive in 03 did either. Two, no, in 03. they didn't. They, did. uh, they were still a... 07 was the first they, year. They were still a Saginaw-type box. Yeah. I think the two-wheel drives are the same way. So well, it's just got a regular gearbox. Yeah. Yeah. And an idler, you know, and an idler and yeah. tie rods and yeah. so on. Drag. Yeah. Okay. So then that's that. Which, but, by um, the way, could very well be part of your problem. Yeah, because it... You know, it knocks a little bit when I hit those. Huh? Yeah, that would things. make sense. That's a ball joint symptom. A ball joint or a link, yeah. yeah. Well, I've had those ball joints checked out. Everything's tight, you know, with the tie rod ends and everything. And and is it, it somebody it that like, knows front ends checking it, or is it like a lube shop checking it? Well, I mean, I've been able to do my own work on. Because ball, ball joints, joints have to be loaded to check them is why I'm asking. You can't check them unloaded. How do you mean loaded? In other words, if you're checking them in the driveway, you've got to jack it up, lower it down on a jack stand at the far outer end where the ball joint is, reload the suspension, then check the ball joint to see if it's loose oh, or right. not. If you're checking right. them with the with the suspension drooped, you'll never know. Yeah. Right, because then you'll see movement. No, you'll see no movement when the suspension is all drooped. Right. Wow. Yeah, they'll look good at that don't... point because they're yeah. tight then. Right, they're in tension. But they're not tight. Yeah, they're in tension. So. <laughs> right. Yeah, it still doesn't feel like a ball joint. Um, still, I want to get to a. I would, I would a, a, and, and not to argue, Richard, but I would bet my life it is, because that's about Again, the only thing in the I, front end of that truck that wears out, besides yeah. the drag link I, and the tie rod ends and so on. Idler arms. There's well, nothing I'm else there. There's funny. nothing else on the front of that Chevy that knocks over a bump except ball joints. And the stabilizer links, they can get some play in them, but a arm, you know, a arms can as well. But typically, even then, I, the, the knock is coming from the ball joint. 
Yeah. Could I get a referral for a place down here? Uh, if you send me an email, I can. I don't have anybody I'm going to mention on air because they're not paying. I'm being honest. <laughs> but if you send me an email, I've got a guy I work with down there that would be happy to take care of you. But I'm not going to mention right, his well, name over the air. What's your email? John, J-O-H-N, at drive-radio.com. So drive-radio.com. Okay, John. Say again, John. John what? at drive-radio.com or just fill out the contact sheet on drive-radio.com either one works works for me all right richard thank you very much i appreciate it and yeah we need to cover a spring shop badly but again i'm not going to mention guys names that i know unless they want to pay sorry it's not fair to troy and ken and the rest of these guys that are helping make this show happen i'm not just going to mention a guy's name because he's a good guy you know get your wallet out here we go peter you're up next okay how we doing sir Good. Uh, is this John? Yes, it is. Oh, okay, sorry. Hey, uh, just wanted to say I appreciate you guys' show because I listen to it when I'm every Saturday. Thank you. Uh, okay, got a 2013, 2013 Prius. Okay. It, it needs tires no matter what. So, I mean, that's that's a given fact that okay. it needs tires. My question being is since it's so light, is it worth investing in snow tires? It's worth investing in all-season tires. I don't know that I would go as far as putting snow, you know, actual snow tires on it, but I would put an all-weather, all-season tire on it, yes. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that was my other question, because if I was going to put snow tires, I would want to get the rims and just take them off and Agreed. put the other tires right. on. Smart way of Best doing way it if you're going to go that way, yeah. yes, for sure. But yeah, you really but don't need to. For so, the, the little bit of weather we have down okay. in the city, unless you're going to the mountains a ton, Peter, not yeah. necessary. No. Not with this car. Not necessary. <laughs> An all-season you know, tire would work here's well. A, here's another question for you, and this is maybe just my perception, but American cars, in front-wheel drive American cars in snow seem to handle okay. You know, they're not great, but they're, they're okay. Why are Japanese cars just terrible? I don't understand it. The engine's still over the front wheels. And it, my per, I, I mean, I had a, had a Honda. I had a friend that had a Maxima. Uh, this Prius is the same thing. It's just you can't get going. I mean, it's just real. It was a it, it was a real adventure yesterday getting to work. I mean, with this car. My own so interpretation I, or my I, own feeling on that, and I'll ask Ken and, and even Troy. But my own feeling is the typically the front ends of the Japanese cars are going to be a little lighter than what the American counterparts are going to be. The way they where they position the actual engine over the axle assembly and so on is a little different on an American car versus a Japanese car. That's about the only differences, though, Peter. Yeah. Uh, really? Because I, I, mean, I had a Beretta way back in the day, and we had a we rented a Chevy Cruze, mm-hmm. and it was fine. I mean, it was it was fine. I mean, we went through a blizzard, my wife and I did, going back tires? to Iowa. I mean, and, tires could yeah. even be a big factor? Yeah, the tires, yeah. So my question is, I was slipping and sliding all yesterday. I mean, I couldn't stop at stop signs and stuff. Will the tires make that much of a difference where yes, I'll be yeah. able to at least? Oh, yes. Okay. All right. Nine day. Yeah, yeah. So I, Wednesday I'm off a half a day, so I'm going to get it done Wednesday. I just wanted to get your guys' professional opinion. Well, keep in mind, Extreme Auto Repair out in, out in Extreme will sell you Cooper tires at their cost, Peter. You're not that far from them. At, where, where's it at? Extreme and Parker will sell you tires at their cost. Okay. 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 All right. I will keep them in mind. All right. Appreciate oh. it very much. I'm going to run real quick till we get this in, this this next call in before the top of the hour because it's for Troy. Go ahead, David. You're up next, sir, in Colorado Springs. 
Uh, a quick question. I used to use Rain-X, and I thought I had heard you guys talking about it one time, about you used something else other than that. Yes. What was that product? There's a couple different products out there. I don't know if you can get your hands on it. It's called Nanotech. That's what we put on because it kind of molecularly bonds to the glass, but you got to have your glass completely clean, mm-hmm. like with, with triple-ot steel wool and, and yep. denatured alcohol, get it completely clean. The problem with Rain-X is it's, it's an oil-based substance, so that gets everywhere. The oil gets on your cowling. It starts deteriorating your rubber. You know, it kind of eats your eats your uh, wipers away a little bit. Um, it's just not a real good product. The other one is uh, Aquapel PPG. Uh, P- yeah, PPG makes it. It's called Aquapel. And I think, I thought they were selling that at uh, most of your parts stores. But, uh, All right. yeah, that, that would or be Or you can the, pick the, the other two. up at Novus. Yeah. Or you come to one of the Novuses. I think most, let's see where you're at in Colorado Springs. I, think, uh, I don't know. Josh is probably uh, East Pueblo. Yeah, I don't know down so, there. That's Yeah, that's about it. Can't answer that one. But mm-hmm. you could call Troy and he'll send it to you. <laughs> it's hard, tough to put All on. Right. you got to make sure it's clean. But he, he, <laughs> he can walk you through it, David. Okay. Well, that sounds good. What's Troy, Troy, what's your number? All right, I'm going to let you go real quick. Troy, answer that. 307-634-8087. And if you can't remember that, go to drive-radio.com, click on Novus, look for Cheyenne, and Troy will be there. We'll be right back, guys. Hour 3 is next. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Still haven't had enough? Go to drive-radio.com. Email your questions and comments, download previous programs, and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. That's drive-radio.com. Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ 560.